0: Hi, everyone. Today we get to focus on the Advent theme of hope. And one of the things I learned last year was that you don't realize how necessary hope is until it's gone. Last year, I had a surgery that did not go well, and it left me in a tremendous amount of pain. And all of the professionals kept telling me that it might go away or it really might not. And because of that, because no one could tell me what I wanted to hear, I experienced moments of hopelessness for the first time in my life. And those were hands down the absolute darkest moments of my life. I'm telling you, I never want to feel that again. I never want to feel or experience even one more second of life without hope. The only thing that got me through that, the only thing that got me through the whole season was that I kept reminding myself over and over again that my hope is not in doctors and my hope is not in medicines or even in the good news they could provide. My hope is in Christ and it's in Christ alone. It's that hope that brought me through that whole season, and I'm still so thankful. Guys, we cannot underestimate our need for hope. If you think about it, we use this word hope all of the time. Every day, we say things like, I hope you feel better, or I hope you have a healthy baby, or I hope to get an A in this class, or I hope that person likes me. I hope to make a difference in this world. I hope, I hope that my friends and my family have a good holiday. I hope they have a good marriage. I hope, I hope, I hope. Like we use this small word all the time, and it's amazing how this small word has such an enormous impact on our lives so big that the truth is it's hard to live or even make it through one single day without it. So what is hope exactly? Well, a great definition is that hope is a vision for better days that changes us in the present. Hope is a vision for better days, so that's when we believe that there is something up ahead, that there is something good ahead, And because of that, because there's something good up ahead, it reaches and transforms us now in the present. And so hope, you guys, it's incredibly powerful, and it's this life-giving thing both for our future and for our now. So where does our hope come from? Well, for some, it's just rooted in optimism or positive thinking. But thankfully, for Christians, our hope is so much more than that, and it is much more certain than that. You see, as Christians, number one, our hope is not rooted in positivity. It's rooted in promise. It's not rooted in positivity. It's rooted in promise. You guys, our hope is rooted in the person and the promises of God. You see, hope is what we need when our optimism runs out which is a really good thing because you know the year we've had right it's 2020 and even the most optimistic people you know have had a hard time keeping it positive this year am I right yeah but thankfully our hope goes far beyond positive thoughts and wishful thinking our hope comes from knowing God and trusting in his promises you guys God has made so many promises to us in his word You know, promises that probably sound pretty familiar to you, promises like, I will never leave you or forsake you, promises like, I will always fight for you, I will always give you strength, I will always lead you, I will guide you, I will help you, I will not let you fall, promises like, he tells us that his love for us is unfailing, that it will not be shaken, that it's unconditional. He promises us that he will go and prepare a place for us. And when he comes back, he will take us with him. Guys, all of these promises of God, they're good and they're trustworthy and they're true. And the reason we can put our hope in them is because God is good and trustworthy and true. We know these aren't just empty promises or empty words because God has proven himself over and over again. He has proven himself true. He has delivered on his promises all throughout history, all throughout his word. We see that. We see that. Hebrews 6, 18 through 29 says, so God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. Hear that again, you guys. This hope, this hope is a strong and a trustworthy anchor for our souls. You guys, real hope, hope that is not based on feelings or circumstances or our ability to be optimistic. Hope that is not fleeting and hope that will not fail us. It all comes when we put our hope where it belongs, which is in God and in his word. It's his word. It's his voice that gives us this great and trustworthy hope. You guys, Jesus said in John chapter 10, we've been in John, and in John chapter 10, verse nine, he says, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and will find good pastures. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's only working for money and doesn't really care about the sheep. But I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep as they know me, just as my father knows me and I know the father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. And then in verse 27, he says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life. And they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me. For my father has given them to me and he is more powerful than anyone else. No one can snatch them from the father's hand. The father and I are one. Guys, guys, when we put our hope in God, it's not blind faith. It's not wishful thinking. We are putting our hope in the God that we know. He said, my sheep know me and I know them. They know my voice and follow me. And so putting our hope in Jesus is not a shot in the dark. It's putting our life into the hands of the one who loves us more than anything. He loved us enough to die for us. That's very different than choosing to put our hope in in something random or someone random. Who doesn't love us or provide for us or always show up for us? Who doesn't like unconditionally love us no matter what? He talks about when we do that, when we put our hope in like anything or anyone other than him, it's like we're just trusting in the hired hand, which is nothing like trusting in the father, in the owner, I had this really embarrassing story to tell you. And honestly, I'm still like mortified that this is something that I even did. But you have to cut me some slack because I was in the fifth grade. I didn't know. But in the fifth grade, I was at my friend's house and they had a neighbor who I guess lived a few houses down. And that neighbor asked my friend and I to babysit one night. Probably not for very long, maybe even just to go to the store. I don't know. But my friend and I were like, yeah, we can do that. And so we went over and we started babysitting this kid and then it was time to put him to bed. And so we did. But when we put him to bed, all of a sudden it got really dark outside and then the house started making all kinds of weird noises. And then somehow my friend and I, we completely freaked ourselves out and we got so scared that we just ran out of the house. We ran out of the house to go get her mom down the street. You guys, we got so scared that we ran out of the house leaving the kid in the house to fend for himself, right? I mean, talk about trusting in the hired hand. A parent would never do that. A parent would never leave a kid in danger, no. Like a parent would do anything they could to protect their child from danger. And they would do whatever they could to keep their kids safe. They wouldn't get scared and go run. No, they would always protect their own. Guys, that's what Jesus is saying. He is saying that you know me and you can trust me because you are mine. And because you are mine, I will never leave you or forsake you. I am the good shepherd and I will always do what is best for you. You guys, there are times when we tend to put our hope in all the wrong things, all the wrong places. You know, we put our hope in people, in politics, in prosperity, in professions, in professionals. But guys, all of those are just hired hands. They all make promises that they can't always keep. They are all like often here one day and gone the next, but not Jesus. Jesus is love and his promises and his presence in our lives will never, ever fail us. And that's why only hope that is placed in Christ can truly be an anchor for our souls. And so number one, our hope is rooted in promise. Number two, our hope empowers. It empowers perseverance. Listen, there's something about the power of hope that fuels us and it enables us to persevere whenever trials come our way. I mean, it's amazing what you can endure when you have a reason to endure it. I mean, think about it. Think about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. He did not want to go through all that he was about to go through. He knew that there was about to be beatings and lashings and persecution and humiliation and an excruciating amount of pain. But he actually chose to go through all of that. Why? Well, Hebrews 12, 2 and 3 says, It was for the joy set before him. He endured the cross. He knew that there was a purpose for his suffering. He knew that that purpose actually outweighed the pain. And so the hope and the joy of what was ahead enabled him to go through the hardships that he had to go through in the present. You guys, that is so powerful. It's so powerful. And it's true in our lives, even in our everyday lives. I mean, think about it. When is the last time you had to really persevere through something? I mean, maybe it was just like running a marathon, right? It's painful to run a marathon, but the purpose and the outcome and the victory outweighed the pain, right? Or maybe it's more serious than that. Like maybe you had to go through the horror of like cancer treatments, but the hope of being healed and being in remission one day in the future, that outweighed the suffering of the present. And so that enabled you to endure it. Guys, The point is we we can get through anything in this life, any suffering, any hardship, any struggle, any amount of pain when we have hope that there is good that will come in the end. And this is true even when we don't actually know what good could possibly come in the end. I mean, let's face it. Sometimes we go through things that are really hard and we don't know what possibly could come of it. We don't know what reason it could possibly have. We have no idea. We can't fathom the purpose. But hope still helps us believe that there is a purpose even when we don't understand. Oswald Chambers, um, he he said this great quote, and what's funny is maybe his wife said it, because I don't know if you know this, but his wife actually writes a lot of his stuff, so I don't know if it's from him or his wife, but he said, faith is a deliberate confidence in the character of God whose ways you may not always understand at the time. Guys, that's important, because when we doubt the goodness of the outcome, we don't ever have to doubt the goodness of God, and that's what helps us endure. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians four sixteen through 18, <clears throat> he said, Therefore, we do not lose heart, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. And so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Another uh, incredible scripture, Romans 5, 1 through 5 And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Guys, hope in Christ, it will not put us to shame. It will not disappoint. Never. What it will do is help us endure and persevere throughout every trial we face. Hope in Christ, it just helps us go the distance. It just does. And in the process, we will become stronger for it and even better at it. Just as resistance in the gym makes your muscles grow stronger, resistance in life, it really does strengthen your faith. It strengthens your faith. Like over time, as you grow in hope, what normally would have rocked your world actually becomes something that you can just take in stride. Knowing that God is always with you and that he will carry you through whatever comes your way That is what hope does. It helps you take it all in stride. A great and encouraging verse you've probably heard of is Isaiah 40, 31. It says, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles, and they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. That is an incredible promise. So number one, our hope is rooted in promise. Number two, our hope empowers perseverance. And number three, our hope fills us with anticipatory patience. Now, what does that mean, right? Anticipatory patience. I can hardly say it. What does it mean, right? Well, it's a lot like Christmas. Okay, so when I was a kid, I could hardly wait for Christmas Day to come, right? Do you remember those days? I always had a countdown on my whiteboard in my bedroom, and I would circle every day and X out those days. Uh, now my kids have something similar, but it's like a snowman in you know their room. I, I know a lot of people, they do a countdown through an advent calendar, you know? And it's like, I think you get like a little treat or a piece of chocolate every day to count down to Christmas, which I think is so cool, because it's like just a little taste of the joy that's to come. And so we love counting down to Christmas, and it's because we can't wait for it to get here, right? Well, as an adult, I realize more and more that I also can wait, right? Because the truth is, I love the whole season. And it seems like the older I get, you know, the more I learn to enjoy the whole season rather than just wish for that one special day. And so we have great anticipation for Christmas to come, but we also have great patience in the waiting, knowing that the day will eventually come, and knowing that there is good and purpose and sweetness in all the days that are leading up to it. So you guys, that's what it's like to put our hope in Christ. Advent is all about watching and, and waiting and anticipating the return of Christ when He will come back again. And when He does, you guys, that will be the best day ever. We know that's the day when His kingdom will come in full. That's when there will finally be no more tears and no more pain. That's when all of the brokenness of this world and all the things that we know, they're just not supposed to be that way. They will all finally be put back together. They will all finally be made right. It will be the greatest day ever, and we're supposed to look forward to that day. We're supposed to be excited for that day to come. However, because we know that the day is coming, we can have peace and we can have patience in the meantime. And it's because God is so good, He gives us little glimpses Here and there of the kingdom now. It's like a foretaste throughout our lives of what it will be like. It's a a lot like those little pieces of chocolate you get in the advent calendar. It's like we get these little moments of the kingdom breaking in, and that just fills us with hope that we know that better days are ahead, that Christ will in fact return, and He will make all things new. And so we wait patiently with great anticipation but still with great patience for that day to come. All right, because of all of that, our last point, number four, our hope changes us in our present. Our hope in Christ changes who we are and how we are in the present. You guys, I've read a story recently about a hospice chaplain who had two dying patients who were across the hall from one another. And both of these patients were definitely like we would consider too young to die. And so it was very sad and very tragic both of these rooms were filled with family family that were hurting and grieving but those two rooms were completely different from one another you see one room had family who had no hope they only had despair and the chaplain offered to pray with them but they refused they refused they said i don't i don't want to pray we don't believe in that stuff we don't even want to hear it right now you guys that room was heavy That family was burned and they were angry and it was just cold and it was dark. But across the hall, it was a very different room. That family was also grieving, but there was something different in the room. There was hope. And their hope made the air feel so much lighter. The room was brighter. Sometimes there was even laughter and there was a lot of peace in the midst of a lot of pain. And it was all because that family knew that this was not the end. They knew that they would see their loved one again. They knew that somehow God had a purpose in the midst of this tragedy. And it was all because they had hope in Jesus Christ. First Thessalonians 4:13 4, and 14 says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, we want you to know what will happen to believers who have died. So you will not grieve like people who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and was raised to life again, we also believe that when Jesus returns, God will bring back with him the believers who have died. Guys, when our hope is in Christ, it just changes who we are now. We live differently. We love differently. We grieve differently. We even laugh differently. Hope for Christians is a way of life. It's knowing that God will bring you through anything and everything that will come your way and that no matter what, better days are sure to come. My favorite thing about the Proverbs 31 woman that we read about, that we all aspire to be, my favorite thing about her is that she laughs at the days to come. You guys, that is like my goal in life. I want to have so much hope of what is to come that I would never fear the present, that I could just laugh at it, that I could just take it all in stride, because I truly believe that God will always, somehow, some way, work all things out for the good of those who love Him and for His ultimate glory. Guys, what I hope you will see today is that we can't live a single day without hope. Not a single day. But don't fall for the trap of putting your hope in the hired hands. In, in things like your next nap or your meal or your next raise or vacation or the next politician or even those good test results. I hope and pray that you put your hope in Jesus Christ, who is our good shepherd, who will never, ever let you down. Because only hope in Christ, only hope that is rooted and based in promise can truly be an anchor for your soul. This season And for all of life, only hope in him is our anchor. Amen? Amen.